0: At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last minimum 3 items exclusions apply offer ends 103117 Hello everyone it is July 13th 2016 and you are listening to Locked On Magic part of the Locked On Podcast Network my name is Philip Rosmanreich I am the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com and on today's show we'll be talking about a few things uh, we'll be I'll be talking about an article that that our David Ivanowski wrote uh, about uh, some key defensive metrics metrics at the Magic uh, address this free agency, some some key needs that they that they did attack and, and make their defense better as as part of a kind of a two day series talking thinking a little bit more about the larger impact and scope of the Magic's defense and and the changes that are taking place with the defense. Uh, after that, uh, I do have a mini mailbag. I did receive a question, uh, an interesting question uh, that I'll try and answer uh, just a little bit as well uh, on where the Magic go next. Uh, first though, I do want to remind everyone, you can listen to the Locked On Magic podcast, of course, on orlandomagicdaily.com. You can listen to it as well on Audioboom, but we're also available on iTunes. If you go to your iTunes account and search Locked On Magic, you will be able to find Locked on, you will be able to find the podcast, and you'll also be able to um, have it downloaded immediately to your phone, your listening device, wherever, uh, so you don't have to, you know, do anything for it. It'll It'll come to you, and that's that's what we want the podcast to be. We want it delivered directly to you. So, um, if so, if you if you're so inclined, if that's your, your favorite podcast listening device, listening uh, program, go to iTunes, download Locked On Magic. Uh, let me let me know if there are any problems. I'm happy to try and solve them and uh, give me some feedback as well. We we love when people leave us reviews. Uh, to to start the show, though, I do want to talk a little bit about some news that that happened yesterday. Uh, Adam Silver. Uh, did address the media in Las Vegas and uh, and uh, you can hear the ad because of the article that I'm reading, but uh, he did address the media and announced some new rule changes, including a much long-awaited new rule change regarding the hack-a-shack rule. Uh, the NBA now will now extend the current last two-minute protocol for the hack-a-shack rule, which is to say um, if you foul someone off the ball, regardless of intention or natural play, if you foul someone off the ball in the final two minutes of any quarter now, it will be a one-shot foul plus possession. So uh, the NBA trying to curtail the hack-a-shack rule and curtail um, this kind of unnatural gamesmanship that's being played by a lot of teams to send bad free throw shooters to the line. And this rule gets a lot of controversy. Um, there's there's obviously some, some wrinkles to it uh, and some strategy to it as well, and... I get the make-your-damn-free-throws crowd. I'm, I'm probably one of them, make-your-damn-free-throws. But at the same time, the NBA is an entertainment product, and this is not an entertaining part of the game. And so this rule this rule change has been something that's been called for for several years. Um, I'm not sure whether this rule truly changes things for anybody, to be perfectly frank. Uh, I'm not sure that... Making the game making the game a, a something like this will truly change behavior and change the way uh, teams approach things. Uh, you know the to me, I think the problem is not the last two minutes of the game. I think that's a bizarre artificial, uh, d- deadline, barrier, you know, like time frame that's, that's put in place. Yes, it, I mean, I'm, I'm someone that believes all 48 minutes of the game are important, not just the final two. And so making the final two minutes of any quarter just feels very artificial and un- unnatural to me. Uh, it is a step forward. I understand the, the NBA wants to keep that strategy. You know, doesn't want it to, to uh, deflate or, or, you know, down, downplay any, you know, kind of legal strategy. Uh, but they're trying to get this out of their game somehow. And honestly, I think the best way to do this is to say any foul after you're in the penalty is uh, is an off-ball foul that, that receives the, the two-minute penalty from last year. Because really, the only time teams do these hack-a-shack penalties is when they know they're going to send him to the line. If they've got four team fouls with... Five, four, five minutes to play in the quarter, and they're getting killed inside by a Dwight Howard or an Andre Drummond. They start fouling, knowing that that's how they'll get him out of the game. If you want to, I mean, if you truly want to eliminate this strategy, then make the barrier not a time frame. Make the barrier, the penalty situation. The penalty. When you hit five team fouls, you don't just get to use that to your advantage. That's supposed to be a penalty. So. I don't think the NBA went far enough with this with this change to make it effective. Um, Adam Silver said that it should reduce it. I, I imagine it will reduce reduce the the occurrence of this of this penalty, but not by much. Uh, I'm I, I like the step that they took, but I don't think they went far enough. If they're truly committed to changing this now. I don't care I don't really care like for, personally like I I I think it's I, I don't think it's good for the entertainment aspect of the game I think it eliminates a key player but free throws are a skill that that people do need to learn and that um and this is someone who watched Dwight Howard forever and 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 you know had to defend him for a long time but this uh, this rule uh, this rule just doesn't sit right with me um I think they if they were going to make a rule like this they needed to really work to stamp out the strategy and let the let the people who say oh it's a legal strategy make your free throws let those people complain later Fouling off the ball intentionally is just not a part of the game and and I agree the NBA needs to stamp it out and I, I just don't think they did it effectively with this new rule change so we'll see how that goes um it could it might affect the magic now obviously they have Dismac Biombo I don't think I mean he's a decent free throw shooter not a great free throw shooter so we'll see how that goes and especially with what we're going to talk about, for the featured segment of the of the day, and that's about the Magic's defense. We've talked a lot since the Magic made their free agent signings about how the Magic are going to play defense this year. They're going to be a defensive team. There is no doubt about it. They hired Frank Vogel, a defensive-minded, defensive-focused coach. He's always, every every year he's coached, he's had a top ten defense in the league. Um, his offenses have struggled. And you look at who the Magic signed. They signed, they acquired Serge Ibaka in a trade. They signed Bismack Biombo. Their two major signings are defensive-focused guys. Jeff Green, even, is a defense guy. Aaron Gordon, probably the face of the franchise right now, is a defense guy. Alfred Payton, um, although he struggled last year, many people see a lot of defensive potential in him. And, and, yeah, I mean, even Victor Oladipo, who they traded out, is a defensive guy. The Magic really put their focus on the defensive end. And I'm going to talk a little bit more tomorrow in, in, our, in a big question about what the Magic strategy is um, with the defense. Because I do think they're, I mean, despite what, and then I wrote a little bit about this on the reactions to the Magic summer, despite the histrionics about what the Magic are doing, and, and they are warranted, and I, I do think they're fair, Despite those histrionics, I think the Magic do have a plan and do have an idea of what they're trying to do. Um, Whether they executed it or not is a a completely different question. But I wanted to talk specifically about what the Magic did improve. Um, I mentioned in my mailbag, and I, I finally got my mailbag out to you guys. Sorry about the delay. Sorry about the questions being a little stale i tried my best to to update them in a more um to answer them in a more updated manner but uh something that c- c- came up in the mailbag was the team's defense and, and how they're focused defensively and the needs that the magic had i felt like the magic's needs entering the summer were rim protection length on the perimeter backup point guard, star go-to player, and veteran help. And I think for the most part, the Magic filled four of those five needs. The only need they didn't fill was finding a star. And that's that's been kind of a never-ending search for this team and may continue. But the Magic certainly added some rim protection. They brought in Serge Ibaka and Bismack Biyombo. They certainly got a backup point guard in DJ Augustin. They certainly got some length on the perimeter in, in moving Aaron Gordon to the three and adding Jeff Green. They certainly got some veteran leadership. They have Jeff Green. They have Serge Ibaka. They have they have some young leaders, but but they should be a little bit better in that department. Um, but the big thing they really did was they added rim protection. I mean, I, I've said this so many times. When Frank Vogel talks about the potential of, of Bismack, Biombo and Serge Ibaka, you can sense that he lights up and he loves the possibilities that this lineup can bring defensively he knows this team's defense is completely changed now and that they're going to be able to do some things that they haven't been able to do before because of the room protection ability when you look at the numbers and this is a this is a stat that that i'm sure the magic are going to be pushing forward and i've been pushing forward in and trying to explain what the Magic are doing. And I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm going to do a little bit more of a deeper study and mention this again. But our David Iwanowski wrote um, earlier this week, Last season, 12 of the top 13 defenses made the postseason. Defenses by defensive rating. So if the Magic and their end goal for 2017 is to make the playoffs, having a really strong defense is their ticket in like there's just no way around it their ticket to the playoffs is to play elite level defense and the best way to do that is to keep keep teams out of the paint make them really struggle to score easy baskets and that's why bringing in Bismack, Biombo and Serge Ibaka for all the problems and all the questions that they raise is interesting to note. So, specifically, you know, we, lo- we looked at in this article about the Magic adding versatility, and obviously they have a ton of versatility, adding rim protection and awareness. And here, again, the Serge Ibaka and Bismack, Biombo signings make a lot more sense, or at least fit this description. The Magic have always been about versatility. They've talked about this for three, four years now. Serge Ibaka can play the five. I mean, I was all gung-ho about Serge Ibaka playing the five, but he can play the five, he can play the four, he can stretch the floor, he can guard guys out on the perimeter. Bismack Biombo is is a shot-blocking five. He can play a little bit of four, maybe, not offensively, but, but center, you know, maybe. Um, He can he can guard guys in pick and rolls. He can switch out onto onto perimeter defenders for a little bit. He's a versatile defender. Aaron Gordon's the same way. Aaron Gordon and Jeff Greener are very similar players to me. They're both the same way. They can guard guys in the post and they can guard guys on the perimeter. We've seen Evan Fournier scale up to the three, even if that's not his natural position, even if he doesn't feel quite right. He can guard multiple positions. C.J. Watson's the same way. Mario Izzonia can play the two or the three, and and his defense is still something of a question mark, but but certainly he can play the two or the three. So that defensive versatility is going to allow the magic to stymie teams because they'll be able to switch a lot better. They'll be able to rotate a lot better, and this is where that awareness comes in. Having a shot blocker behind you allows you a lot more freedom to be aggressive because there's a guy behind you that's going to be there. I think a big problem with the Magic's defense last year was they didn't quite trust each other that they were going to be there for be there for each other. Whether it's, you know, Nikola Vucevic guarding a pick and roll, un, unsure whether he should really hedge hard and stop the ball handler or get back because he doesn't know who's guarding his man behind him. Channing Frye wasn't sliding over to, to guard anybody. Aaron Gordon, I think that's still a part of his game that he needs to understand and grow. Um... You look at what the potential is for like a Serge, B- Serge Ibaka now. If Nikola Vucevic goes into a pick and roll, he hedges hard. He knows Serge Ibaka is behind him. Alfred Payton knows he can really get up into a point guard and pressure him, because Serge Ibaka is going to erase shots behind him, or Bismack Biyombo is going to erase shots behind him. You can already sense the freedom that gives a lot of the Magic's perimeter players and, and the Magic's defense as a whole. And you add in. A guy like Frank Vogel, who has a strong defensive reputation, and that makes the team that much better. And of course, the Magic adding some rim protection is absolutely huge. I've already talked about it a little bit. That that ability to know there's a guy behind you to erase shots and keep people out of the paint, and not just keep people out of the paint. When they get in, change their shots. It's not necessarily about how many blocks you get. It's about the amount of shots you change. I mean, Dwight Howard blocked a lot of shots, but his effectiveness is really about changing the shots, having guys going into the paint, looking around for him before they even take a shot. And that thought in the back of your mind really changes things. So, you know, the Magic defense, it's going to be the story of the season because the Magic have have shown that they're committed to kind of this this plan to be a top-level defense and have that be their ticket in. And so we'll see if that becomes their ticket in. But certainly a lot of their moves, and, and I wrote a quick article on this um, with some of the reactions to the Magic Summer. It's up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com right now. A lot of the moves they made have raised questions and they should, because I think there are some legitimate questions, particularly on the offensive end. But with the focus on defense, I think the Magic uh, have made that their, their key to the season. And so that that is kind of where I'll leave that, that at. And we'll move on to uh, our mini mailbag. Um, I want to thank the, those who submitted questions. Um, all, you can always submit questions to the mini mailbag using the hashtag LockedOnMagic. Uh, I may save a few for my ma- mailbag on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, uh, or I may answer them on the show. I'm trying to do a mailbag about once a week, uh, so I'll put out a call, a specific call, but you can always contact me on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Uh, use the hashtag LockedOnMagic as well, and I'll uh, be sure to include include your question in the mini-mailbag. I did get a question yesterday that I wanted to answer, or at least try to answer, uh, from Ringo at magicman 816 he asks, I want to know who do you think we go after next year for free agency? And, uh, you know, I saw this question and, and I I answered it real quickly in the Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag. And so I'll repeat uh, some of my answer here. Um, it's, I, everyone is always looking ahead another year, another step forward. I mean, I think a big reason for, the Magic's uh, kind of the, the, what they've done this this year is they're trying to push the pace and push their timeline and get into the playoffs more immediately. Uh, so yes, everyone's kind of looking a little bit ahead and everyone's trying to uh, take their next step forward. So the question here is who do the Magic go after? And I looked at the free agency class real briefly, and it does have a little more star power, but I don't think it's quite as good as people are playing it out to be. And I didn't see a lot of names that I was truly interested in. But the bigger the issue is, it's hard for me to say who the Magic should go after a year from free agency. And it's not because I don't think there are guys the Magic should target. I mean... There are a lot of point guards in the in the class coming up. Uh, Jeff T, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. There are some small forwards that I think are really interesting, and Gordon Hayward, and then, of course, Paul Millsap, who I think would fit this team really well. The Magic, of course, have to re-sign Serge Ibaka as well. And they should have the money. I, I, I calculated they currently have about 50, 50 or so million dollars to spend for next year Um with the cap rising to 102, um, so they're they're in decent shape. I mean, this is not including cap holds. If if, if the Magic want to keep, say, a, a Jeff Green, which I don't know why, but let's say they do, or Jody Meeks, that would eat into that cap room. But they but they have money. The real question, though, before you get into free agency, is the same question that that I asked a lot. This summer, as the Magic, we're clearly trying to focus on free agency. And that is, who are you really going to get? Who are you really going to get if you miss the playoffs? Who are you really going to get if you, as a team, haven't shown you're taking your next step forward? And again... And I don't necessarily think the Magic did this. I do think that they they spent wisely and they and they stayed disciplined with with how they spent. Um, they didn't just throw kind of throw money around. And honestly, even the one year fifteen million dollar deal with Jeff Green shows that 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 they took a little bit of a gamble, but it was a low risk gamble. They can they can escape from it pretty easily. Um. I think the question isn't who should the Magic go after because a lot of it's like it's like it's like a video game a lot of doors are locked right now and you got to level up to get get through those doors and have the game unlock those doors if the magic make the playoffs i think a lot more comes into play maybe gordon hayward's available now and whether you think gordon hayward's a star or not that, that's a debate for another day you know maybe paul millsap who turned down the max deal last summer becomes available. You know, maybe you can rest, like, a Chris Paul away. Maybe you can get one, of like, a disaffected star. Maybe you can get, like, let's say the Magic make the playoffs and the Pacers don't, and Paul George is in a contract year, and he's unsettled and unhappy. Maybe that's when you make your strike via, via a trade. Because then the Magic have a baseline core that they can build around. And, and some success under their name. I can't stress enough how important getting to the playoffs is to taking that next step forward to being involved in these big free agent signings. And it I mean it really unlocks a lot of doors and the and, and, and I thought the problem with the strategy the magic took this summer was, Going into free agency without without the playoffs is very, very difficult. Making the Victor Oladipo trade had to be done almost because the Magic needed to improve their roster in some way or shake things up a little bit. Um, and they weren't going to be able to do that with a massive free agent signing. So, obviously, there might still be some moves to go in the future. I think the Magic still have a ton of financial flexibility. I think they'll be able to get back into the running for a max free agent maybe two um, I don't see a ton of them, and it depends how Alfred Payton plays. But where the Magic need to improve is going to depend a lot on what they do this season. And, and so, I, again, I'll stress, this is a really big season for the Magic. They're, they're, they're not deferring seasons anymore, which you can certainly argue maybe they should. But I understand fans saying, no, they need to make the playoffs now. They've pushed their chips in. They're trying to make the playoffs this year. And doing so unlocks a lot of doors, saves a lot of the rebuild. And not doing so just leaves a lot of questions, and probably means the Magic are looking for a new general manager. So we will see exactly what the Magic do. Um, it, it, you got to let the season play out, I think, before you talk too much about free agency twenty seventeen. I know a lot of people are um, thinking about that already and uh, trying to trying to get there as well, because everyone's hungry for what's next and, and t- taking the next step and. Obviously, there's some positivity as well. I know a lot of Magic fans that I've talked to are are getting behind what they've done this summer and uh, getting excited for the upcoming season. Uh, There's certainly a lot to be excited about. Uh, But once again, I thank everyone for listening to Locked on Magic. Uh, I want to remind everyone, again, you can find us on iTunes. Search Locked on Magic. Download us to your mobile listening device uh, through iTunes. Um, Much appreciated. I appreciate all the good reviews that we've gotten, so feel free to do that if you have any thoughts or comments on the show feel free to send them my way on twitter at omagic you can use the hashtag #LockedOnMagic as well uh, i'm happy to answer any questions that's that's what i'm here for uh, even if it's not for the mini mailbag um, also you can find us on audio boom i put all the links in orlandomagicdaily.com as well and uh, tomorrow i'll be talking a little bit more about the defense and kind of that defensive strategy i'm hoping to write a column on that as well for orlandomagicdaily.com I'll also chat a little bit about uh, Devin Marble's future because his guarantee date is Friday. And so his future with the team is uh, very much a a question right now. So once again, I want to thank everyone for listening to Locked on Magic. Follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily, as well as orlandomagicdaily.com. And I will see you tomorrow here on Locked on Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks.